0: What's up, y'all? It's another episode of the Slim Cog Cast, and it is I, Slim Cognito, and uh, man, I'm gonna be real with y'all. I ain't watched nothing over this week. I'm, I'm actually like been catching up on a bunch of other working things. So, with that being said, um, I think I did let y'all know. Did, was that last week I watched? What? I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. Hold on, let me check last week's episode. All right, so uh, yeah, I didn't talk about it, so I guess it's time to talk about it. So I got a chance to finally watch the Suicide Squad, the new latest one, the newest one, with uh, my boy Idris Elba, and um, and all his uh, you know statuesque uh, features, and it was great actually. Um, he was he's Idris Elba is fun in a setting that's you know. Implied to be serious, but still loose enough to be comedy, and it works. I like it, you know. But that being said, I really would like to see him as James Bond. I really, he he would be the perfect candidate for James Bond. And 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 go ahead and throw that British accent on, boy. Just go just go ahead and do your thing, thing. You feel me? Anyway, man, plain and simple, plain and simple. That movie was great simply because it leaned in, it leaned into what Suicide Squad is supposed to be and what comic books were supposed to be in general it was like I was watching a literal comic book movie which is why Marvel movies work so well despite you know the over censoring but um, honestly that movie really captures comics there's some violence there's action and there's jokes and that's what you come to see It's you know some some comics are serious and you know I won't call it bogged down but some comics have a serious tone to them where they discuss actual real life matters and politics and you know uh, um, hardships and issues whereas this right here (coughs) is literally what I've been looking for in a superhero movie for a while so I gotta say man it's it's just great I I can't get enough can't get enough can't get enough can't get enough. Um, the way it happened, every, the way everything went down, I gotta say, um, CGI worked very well, um, almost seamless with the world, and uh, it is what you would expect from everything that was included. I love the inclusion of uh, Bloodsport and how they, you know, had them operate. That was great. Um, Peacekeeper is definitely a great character. Can't wait to see John Cena in the sequel. Uh, it's supposed to be his own solo movie, and it's going to be great. He did a great, great job. It's believable. And, oh, my God, the scene where they were storming that camp and killing up all of the, uh, I guess you said the freedom fighters. But they didn't know they were freedom fighters at the time, so they were just killing up them all. And, man, it was so good. It, it was, I, I love it. I love it. I don't know why we can't enjoy good movies anymore. But yeah, um, another uh, key scene that I did enjoy as well is that, um, Harley being as silly as she is, you oftentimes don't expect to see some character progression from her outside of the comics because most of mostly everybody's perspective of Harley Quinn is from Batman the animated series and onward. And, um, and that's pretty much where she was conceived for the most part. But the Harley, as a character, has grown a lot in the comics from you know her moving on from her relationship with the Joker and her relationship with Poison Ivy and etc. So it's always more interesting for me to see Harley Quinn be that silly, crazy gal that we'd be wanting to see. And Mar- Margo was born to play that role. My God, literally, I forgot that. Harley Quinn was an insane, crazed, and manipulated um, psychotic person. And I just started seeing her as just a hurt little girl that just grew up, you know? And that's amazing to me. I love to see that type of shit. So I would love to see some more of that type of shit. Um, What else is there? Hmm. I guess those are the key points that I would really love to discuss at that point. Amanda Waller, Um, we love you. Um, oh, uh, uh, what's her name? How to get away with murder lady, um, the queen. Uh, what's her name? Ah, I can't remember her real name, but um, she's dope. But... And I, I love her, uh, you know, her role as such. Like I said before though, I always love big baby Waller it was dope seeing, you know, saying us having a um, a black woman of a different, you know, body shape, be in such a position of power and uh, a true villain to our superheroes. You know, saying she was actually something to a force to be fucked with. Like, no, a correction, a force not to be fucked with. But um, yeah, man, I, I I say she did. Viola Davis. That's what her, that's what her name is. It just hit me. I ain't even get to find it on google but yeah 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 she does an amazing job i love to see it and uh, it's been going great and the mutiny and, and uprising of the people that work under her was a nice touch you know showing that yeah she does run the people i don't know if this is directly cadmus i think it's cadmus in the uh, cinematic universe but um yeah the fact that they gave the team a little personality was actually unexpected and i like it you know what I mean? I don't know what she might have done to that young girl that slapped the shit out of her with that golf club, but it's gonna be good. But anyway, no more spoilers. Y'all check out The Suicide Squad. If you haven't if you've been procrastinated, go ahead and give it a good watch. It's a nice popcorn flick. You're gonna get your jokes. You're gonna get your comedy. And it's a good time. Polka Dot Man, not bad. Pretty good. Not bad. And what other... I don't. You don't get to see many other movies that literally make fun of people who have a matriarchal... Um, mental issues um (laughs) especially intense uh, issues with matricide so yeah or at least thoughts of it intrusive thoughts of matricide but uh yeah good movie great time i enjoyed myself thoroughly anyway let's get into what we've been playing this week so over on the channel um we last week we finished downfall which was uh the prequel technically first game of the series of harvester games developed um universe that uh you know technically started with the cat lady and um downfall was great it was all where joel joe ended up uh being you know driven insane by trying to keep his wife alive until she just straight up became a corpse and it's so many different ways to interpret it i really don't even actually know how the game hardcore ends because he was holding on to the corpse for so long and even in when he was represented in the uh, the cat lady I don't really know if our interaction with Joe was in the real world or in that dream state world because it was a lot of freaky stuff going on at the time but um, to uh, pull things back uh, we played the third game in the trilogy called Lorelei which was released in 2019 Uh, by Harvester Games and they have switched over to the Unity engine for the production of this game. And oh my God, it was it great. It was jarring how to see an indie team translate their, they they, they go to a better engine and have better hardware and resources and funding, but they don't lose their original spark and the, the art style and aesthetic It all stayed consistently well done. The environment may be in 3D and maybe modeled in 3D, but the characters are still 2D portraits and they all interact with these 3D models in interesting ways. When Lorelei lies down in a bed, she may be a 2D model, a, a, a 2D, you know what I'm saying? yeah she may be a 2d model and in a, a picture of uh, so does you know so to speak for all intents and purposes an image that is animated but in the 3d model in the 3d bed that she lies down in it shows depressions in the mattress and in the sheets and in the pillows where she lies her head as if she's actually interacting and that just position with 2d and 3d makes it all the more jarring yet immersive because everything in that world is inconsistently represented and and it's great they consistently kept it inconsistent where you see the 3D and the 2D meld together in an almost seamless fashion so consistently that you expect it but it's inconsistent enough to where it's supposed to pull you out of it a bit and once you get used to it not breaking your immersion, like the whole world stays that way consistently, then you're expecting it and it feels good. And honestly, it's not too different from what was represented in the Cat Lady and the others. Although all of those environments were hand drawn in 2D, but I still say, or I'm to say hand drawn and probably digitally drawn, but you get what I'm getting at it was all 2D, it was done well. So y'all know it wouldn't be me if I didn't have my own little hot take to share. And my hot take is this, Harvester Games and the writer for this trilogy has made a better psychological horror than Silent Hill has made in the past 10, 15 years. All right, 10 years, I'll say 10 years. Because holy shit. Well, actually I'd have to say more than 10 years, huh? I'd have to say about 15. Cause silent hill has not been the same since silent hill 3 and the closest they've come back to being unique and creative with shattered memories i know this firsthand because i had to watch a, a homie of mine do a complete anthology of the silent hill series on stream and thus far that series is booty butt cheeks but um yeah so what i'm getting at here is she could have been way better it should have been way better, and Harvest Again is blowing them out of the water. And I can tell that they were inspired by Silent Hill. And we know why Silent Hill went to trash because the original team that did two, um, it was they didn't even have the full team to come back and do three. And then they immediately sold them off and, and branched them out to start making iPhone app games. Um, after I think it was after three, or was it after Homecoming? I can't recall but there the team has been like ruined and Konami has mismanaged them completely so we just can't get another I don't know if we can even get another Silent Hill like the ones that we love unless maybe Kojima works on it and it'll be like the PT that we always hope for but um honestly Harvester games ought to be the ones if we can't get Kojima, please get the writer that work with the Harvester in order to make this trilogy because it is astounding. It's amazing. I've never, I've, it, I love this series. A lot of people can't really get into it. But um, like I said, because I relate to it so much, I love it. I love it. It's something great and I feel like everybody should experience it because there are valuable lessons to be learned in how to pull yourself out of the darkest parts of living human life. Now, Lorelai, in summation, is about a girl uh, named Lorelai who turns out to be dealt with the worst hand ever in life. Where her stepfather was a veteran who became an alcoholic and he was abusive to her mother and ended up getting her mother pregnant. So now she has another stepsister. Um, and the family's just in shambles and it's all around dysfunctional. And once he decided to drink up the rent money and she didn't know what to do she just got stressed out and tired with the fact that you know her daughter was you know trying to fuss at her telling her why are you with this man you need to get rid of him blah 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 we need to leave him and she just was you know defeated and depressed and she just wanted to be left alone in the bathroom for five minutes so she left in the bathroom I went to go listen to her music came back and her mother hung herself and um, you know from then on she immediately once um she saw her mother's body dangling there stepfather walks in and just starts to fucking talk shit at her corpse talking about "Oh, you you you, you bloody cunt! Con- uh, you just you just couldn't decide to st- uh, stick here and deal with your responsibilities and the consequences of your actions huh you make me sick, blah 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 blah. You know, instead he's drinking, and she turned around, snapped, and Lorelai said, "I'm going to fucking kill you." But Lorelai's just a girl, and he was a veteran, grown man. Well, let's say a grown baby, and and a, a really a bitch to me. He he was a grown ass bitch. Anyway, he decided to not only hit her boyfriend, or, or soon to be boyfriend, her neighbor over the head with a bottle, knocking him unconscious and then using the shattered bottle to stab Lorelai in the neck. Immediately after Lorelai dies and you end up in the dream state and you talk to the queen of maggots for the first time just as as Susan did in the cat lady, you find out that this asshole was getting ready to drown his own child. Because he was trying to blame the baby for the stress that he put on his baby mama, Lorelai's mother. And it's pretty fucked. And so Lorelai decided to make a deal with the devil, aka the Queen of Maggots, and come back to life in order to stop him from harming the baby. So you save the baby and the story goes from there. And you have many options and things uh, laid before you. And the only disappointing thing is that the ending doesn't have huge variances, because there are different endings. But um, all in all, I say it's a pretty decent game. And I'd say it's on par for what the series has to hold. And I feel like they made it in order to either tear off the trilogy, you know, so they won't have to make it, you know, stretch the series out too ugly but also the you know I, I, who, who knows i don't want to suppose what they planned on but the way it ends is interesting and i'm, I'm kind of bittersweet because i'm hoping it's not the end of the series but at the same time i don't want the series to be kept alive on life support and get worse and worse over time you know what i mean so yeah but um yeah Lorelai, great game i say you should check it out if you can handle these heavy themes Um, it does not pull any punches and I feel like you should play the entire trilogy that Harvester Games has worked so hard to make. And at least give it a chance. If you can't afford it, go ahead and uh, check it out over on YouTube. But if you can, grab them. They're not expensive. Like literally they're available on Steam and on GOG.com. So have at it. It's available. Um, so yeah. What else did we play this week? Oh yeah! aside from some snes classics like scooby-doo and etc um and i think we did the porky pig um haunted dream or something like that i forgot what it's called but it's an snes horror game with, with porky pig but um yeah we did the Scooby Doo SNES game which was pretty good. You actually have to solve and 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 find clues for the mystery and it's an actual conspiracy of people doing crimes and melting down gold to get bullion and you know counterfeiting money, etc. So it's, it's it was a good experience. I played it when I was a when I was a lad and it was nice to revisit it although emulation uh, ain't perfect. But um yeah. And then we decided to dive into some Nancy Drew and the Curse of Blackmore Manor, which is a kind of horror as first person, uh, mystery point and click where you have to solve mysteries as Nancy Drew and it's very Mist inspired. If anybody who enjoyed Mist on the PC back in the day, you might enjoy the Nancy Drew series. It's very well made, fully voice acted and animated 3D CG models for all of the characters. The very first game had 2D drawn characters that you spoke to, but um, from then on they went for 3D CG, and it's great. It's actually a good solid series and I say it's wholesome, and anyone out there who likes a good laid back game like such should play it. It's actually very slept on, very well produced. Um, Aside from that, that's what we've been playing lately, and we'll be rolling into that this coming week. We'll, I'll see y'all Tuesday over on the Twitch at Slim Cognito Entertainment. And beyond that, let's get into the news. First thing on the docket. Wait, let me get a sip of water. Cause over on thegamer.com, I can't believe I, it's still jarring every time I read the name of the site. But anyway over on thegamer.com god of war pc being outsourced to the studio behind the dark souls port now um to sum this up because it ain't a whole lot here is just that the studio that ported dark souls to the pc um is now doing the god of war port and this dark souls um pc port has been notorious for being not that great and a bit half in the bag because that you needed the ds fix in order for it to run properly and the official port has yet to be updated and to run and work like it should. So there's a easy patch out there for anybody who would like to and look for it. Um, and it's great. I have a lot of good time with it. Now, that being said, let's hope that they've learned a lot moving forward and working with such a huge IP that they'll be more capable of uh, PC ports, which should have been prioritized a long time ago. I'm glad to see that it's better late than never and now they're um, Outsourcing to these parties that are capable of doing so um, But anyway, there's not much else going on with that article. So we're gonna move on forward to um, Video games Chronicle.com, VGC next thing on the docket Warner as in Warner What is it media company or whatever they call themselves now? but um, Warner Brothers is reportedly making a Smash Brothers style game with Batman and Gandalf and um, Fred Flintstone, Shaggy and more and I really 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 hope that it's not directly Smash style it would be fine if they would do their own thing and make it a fighter I would be way more appreciative of that Because now that we have Nicktoons in the fray, which is always going to be compared to Smash as a lesser Smash But just other characters Then it's obvious that we should not try to walk the lane that Smash Brothers has been walking Just do your own thing and make a fighting game throw Shaggy in there all the Fred Flintstone that you want Make it growed up cuz ain't nobody watching the Flintstones these days. These kids don't know what it is hardly so, you know what I'm saying? Make it more mature for the mature audiences and have that shit be fun. Let Shaggy beat the shit out of you and sick Scoob on you as if he wanted to get to a Scooby snack that he wanted, that he was led to believe was inside your chest. Like, and just, just eating it open. Like, I want to see some real fatalities. Do that and you got a market where people will run out and buy it. Stand out. And your product will succeed stop tripping but uh yeah basically all in all they're saying that they, uh, it's supposed to be like a multiverse, which is a very cool name I like that and according to it they claim that it's supposed to include Shaggy Gandalf Tom and Jerry Batman Fred Flintstone Mad Max and Johnny Bravo of all people so yeah who knows what we could end up with we might see some other Cartoon Network favorites who knows But anyway, that's about everything on that one. Next thing on the docket at gamesindustry.biz. I'm gonna keep this one short because we're just keeping an update on the Epic versus Apple legal battle. And basically, Apple is failing to prove to the court that their business would be heavily impacted if they were to lower the huge cut that they're asking out of their app developers and app store users and I have said it before I've said it again the cut is 30% and it seems like it's not too much but damn it 30% is a lot if you don't have a huge banging app and it's even more of a ridiculous amount of losses when you're as big as Epic Games and Fortnite okay especially considering that these Apple devices run Fortnite probably marginally better than Android I'm not sure Um, but If you have Fortnite on the go, that is an asset to make you millions for who knows how long, till the end of time. So Apple's really, really being a bit much right now. I even right now, shout out to Kev On Stage Studios and the Kev On Stage app, which I have downloaded. And I feel for him when he actually brought up the fact that he's trying to start up and get the app off the ground and yet, that thirty percent cut is a mother fucar. So, please understand, Apple know what they doing, and that shits a lot. And Google got the same amount of cut. They ain't innocent either. They as doing too much. Y'all are bugging. You don't even understand, like, and the fact that you can't even steer any of these funds for your product that you're selling to your pocket for upkeep and going back into your business and for recuperation is a huge issue there's no operation necessary that they would need 30 percent of your net earnings there's no way that there's something of that magnitude that they need that apple needs in order to keep that shit running when it's just literally hosting it on their devices and nothing else no, it, I couldn't even imagine it. And if I'm wrong, please somebody educate me because I know I'm ignorant to a fault. Everybody is ignorant to a point. So, but I literally don't know. And part of the reason why I don't know is because Apple ain't revealed nothing yet. So either you let it, the truth be known And Make your case if you are in the right and you need that 30% then you go ahead and show it But if you don't need that 30% then you acting real suspicious right now Apple Shit or get off the pot God damn it or this court case will last for years Even the, the the court themselves said that this shit could last for many years So come on let it be known bro, and they got a deadline of December 9th to actually show that they need this 30 percent like for real and they uh, they filed an appeal against the ruling and then epic did a counter appeal so here we are once again at a standoff but damn it make it make sense to me so we can know because all of your secrecy makes this shit sound way more sketchy than it may seem but who knows anyway Payday 3 goes to New York and plots are going digital, pcgamer.com. Payday 3, there was a 10th anniversary of Payday, kinda jarring to find out that Payday came out in 2011. But yeah, Payday had an anniversary event and a live stream and they gave a little bit of an insight into what um, the work in progress for Payday 3. So yeah, apparently one of the biggest things that they were mentioning is that um, the world around you outside of the building before you start your robbery and your your heist is going to be more alive where they're showing more cops will be showing up there will be you know people gathering around um other things happening uh destructions tear gases etc probably barricades and it's going to be interesting and i can't wait to see what they're working on so it looks nice and there's some new steals of character concepts that are also that they also revealed in the live stream, and uh, looks dope. And it looks like our usual people with a little more shine on them. So yeah, looks good. I always I didn't get a chance to get too deep into Payday. I played, I think I played Payday One for a bit. Didn't really have people to co-op with. And Payday Two, I did play a smidge. But I had PS3 issues at the time. I don't know if it was the game or if it was my console, but that game used to crash like crazy whenever we had to do anything network related. I don't know if it was a PS3 issue or what, but uh, yeah, payday three looks like it's uh going in a smooth operation. Can't wait to see more. All of that being said, uh, next thing on the docket, the Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition uh, has been announced. and honestly, I don't know how to feel about it. Like it looks pretty enough. It really drives home the cartoon violence that we um, had on the PS2 era. You know, because back then character models were not modeled with actual skeletons in mind and to one-to-one scales and etc. Even the buildings weren't scaled to be like perfectly scaled to human heights and etc. So. I'm glad to see that they have made the necessary tweaks to where it's easier on the eyes all of that being said It's also understandable that It would be ridiculous for them to spend resources to rebuild all three of these games from the ground up and then bundle them together You know what I mean now if they were to do so then yeah, they would actually be able to effectively Re-release all three games or at least two of them in one package but um an HD remake of sorts uh, seems interesting. I feel like mods could, you know, make something a little bit more, but you know, this is their most effective use of resources, time and money. So yeah, we got a GTA trilogy and it seems like a lot of textures have been upscaled via AI and or by hand, but yeah, it, it seems like they use some really good AI upscale technology and um, it's not too jarring and there were a lot of like graphical mishaps even in the original versions from the ps2 to the hd versions and the uh, mobile app versions because all of the versions that you got from a gta 3 by city san andreas that was on ps3 360 ps4 and the xbox one onward were just the ios version you know, released on console. It wasn't exactly like made for console hardware. So that's what you we were getting. Now we're gonna get GTA The Trilogy and that's neat, I guess. I don't mind it, I guess you could say. And it's nice, a nice easy way for people to play it in a modern code of paint. So yeah, I'm not too against it, but still on the fence. It, it The only reason I'm on the fence is because I feel like it could look a little better in a sense, but the only way it could look better is if they were to go to ridiculous lengths. So, I'm not gonna, you know, really hold them on that. But anyway, and lastly, on the docket, twinfinite.net, NetEase Games acquired Grasshopper Manufacturer dedicated to creating unique console games together. Uh, long story short, the NetEase has acquired Grasshopper, and they say that they plan on keeping. Well, I'll just give you the quote. Their strong passion for creativity, which has continued for decades, is extremely admirable. Um, quote from Grasshopper Manufacturing by the way. Um, no, this is Nettie's. excuse me. Uh, Nettie's is honored to be the companion of Mr. Suda and Grasshopper Manufacturer Incorporated on this new journey into the future. We hope to give the studio creative freedom and sufficient resource support in order to empower said studio to create even more sensational works for gamers worldwide so um yeah it's a good thing to say to uh keep face but uh basically what they're saying and hopefully what they will uphold themselves to is that they will keep that 2 to 51 stank on the games and i really hope so so yeah i think we talked about a supposition about this happening beforehand but now it has been confirmed and it's official and uh we hope for the best going forward and that this would give them the funding proper to be able to Probably make some triple A level Travis touchdown stuff. Who knows? Or even if they venture away from Travis touchdown, that'd be fine because he's had three games, technically four. So, yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, so here's to being cautiously optimistic, y'all. I've been Slim Cognito and I appreciate y'all giving us a listen. And uh, don't forget the channel motto and tips are the most important, accident of the lot and words don't mean a damn thing. Over on the channel, we will be playing Old Nancy Drew and then we'll be going into another horror game, which I'm not completely sure which yet, because there's a list, but I don't know which we're gonna pull from the list. It's just gonna have to depend. But uh, yeah, once we get through that, you might wanna be there. But all in all, um, I'm still aiming for obscure games that uh, most people have not played. All that being said, there's, um, I don't know what else. So yeah, fuck off. And thank you. I appreciate you for listening. And uh, I'll see y'all next week. And the podcast might be just as late. (laughs) Bye-bye.